Hey, this is Brandon Davis, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey, how's it going, Troy? Hey, it's going. It's been a busy week. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, uh, but hey, it's the season. You that's know, right. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Uh, uh, Christmas is coming up in a month. And uh, that New Year's. And yeah, it's just everything's all lumped in together right here at the end of the year. What are you so. doing for Thanksgiving, by the way? Um, we'll be going to my in-laws. Okay. Um, Same that's, here, that's actually. Usually, yeah. That's what we seem to do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be, it is, it's nice. It's always good food. And uh, they, they set everything up in the garage. It's nice and big open area. So, nice. you know, have to worry about everybody being right on top of each other either. So now, do you get to watch football while you're over there? Yeah. Um, because my wife is a cowboy fan. Um, you know, the rest, I would say the rest of the in-laws over there aren't really too big of football fans they could do with or without it, you know? Sure. Um, but but because she's a Cowboy fan, her dad's, like, usually like, okay, you can put the game on, whatever, you know? So. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, Thanksgiving's going to be interesting for us this year because um, her Cowboys play, uh, they always play the second game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but then the Bills play the night game this, this year, too. Oh, so cool. The Bills Who do they play? The, they play the Saints. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, so that'll be the nightcap. So, yeah, nice. it'll be a busy day for us again. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. I'll say. Um, my in-laws and my wife's side of the family really aren't football fans, so I have a hard time getting a sneak peek of football on my TV. So. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer. I, I don't know. It's I guess it, everybody has their own things they like and don't like, per mm. se, but... Um, I, I don't know. I just I I've always enjoyed football ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, um, same here. So I guess it's just something either you grow up on and like, or just doesn't catch your attention. <laughs> I, I get it. There is some downtown or downtime between plays, uh-huh. and maybe that's not what some people like. Um, well, once you but, learn the game of football, or even the game of baseball, because I would get that all the time. You know, with me playing mm-hmm. ball, 
Um, they're like, oh, it's such a boring sport. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what's going on right now with the communication between the pitcher and the catcher and the coaches and the fielders. Mm-hmm. And I said, there is so much going on in scheming before that bat even gets a swing in. Yep. And uh, so people don't realize, you know, there's so much into that game. And if you got, if you dove into it a little bit and learned the game, you would probably appreciate it just a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I think that goes, you know, along with other sports. Like sometimes things just happen mm-hmm. that don't seem like they're a big deal, but they might be setups for something that's going to happen later in the game or something. Right. You know? and, right. Uh, you know, hey, we know we're going to run this play or do this thing right now, and it's probably not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. However, it's going to show them that we have a tendency to do this, and then we can all of a sudden go the other way. Yeah. You know, like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always hear, especially in football, like the first 10 plays are scripted. You know, mm-hmm. we are doing this no matter what happens with uh, with what the defense throws at us. We're doing these plays, and yep. and and it's just to get a gauge on what they can do or can't do later. Yeah, I agree. So. And and you know, in, in football, that's an interesting point because um, you know they say the first ten to fifteen plays are scripted, but in a game, there's really only anywhere between like fifty-five to seventy plays that are run. Uh huh. So, so already you've just, yeah. run, you know, uh, you're down to 40 plays all of a sudden now, you know, I on a worst case scenario. I so know. it's kind of crazy that it goes like that. It is. Um, but yeah, uh, as we were saying, it's been a busy week. Um, you know, um, we'll get into this in just a bit. We had the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse tri- trial out in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, what else has been happening? I mean, sheesh. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you just mentioned that they got <laughs> sold by Lemieux, and I guess you know there's still got to be hoops to go through and all I'm that sure. kind of fun stuff. Yeah. But um, but you're saying that what you heard is it's the same owner that owns the Red Sox? Yeah, um, I'm hearing that the Boston. I just keep getting told that the Boston Red Sox just bought the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Penguins, and hmm. and it's like I mean I don't know what the Penguins are worth. I don't know what they sold them for. But I would imagine that they are worth quite a bit of money now. And based on what Lemieux paid for them and probably what he got later, he probably yeah. is like swimming in money right now compared to what he got, um, you know, compared to what he had to pay for them. Yeah. Now, how much how much do you know about his uh, personal life and such as far as does he um, he's originally Canadian? Obviously, yeah. But did he? Did he still live in Canada, or did did he live full time in Pittsburgh at this point? Uh, he lived full time in Pittsburgh. I don't know if he's if he currently lives full time in Pittsburgh, but um, but I know he lived in Pittsburgh uh, full time because when he drafted uh, Sidney Crosby, Sidney mm-hmm. Crosby lived with him and his family. Oh, that's right. I did. Yeah, know that. you're right. You know, and that's the other thing somebody was joking around with. Uh, it was like, hey, uh, what's Crosby going to do without his stepdad? You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I mean, that's pretty crazy to think, um, you know, usually, well, the same thing happened in Green Bay, right? You went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But it's not often that you see a team leave, lose a Hall of Fame caliber player. Right. And then move on to another Hall of Fame caliber player right yeah. behind them. Like that's that's pretty insane it to is. think about, you know. And if you also think about um, the Penguins of early years, you know they had Lemieux and his sidekick was Yager. 
Yeah. Now they have Crosby with his sidekick as Malkin. You know, yeah. um, so they they've always had a one-two punch since the the mid '80s. Yeah, that's when those guys came up together. And mm-hmm. uh, I, you know who I always loved on that team, though, from the from the uh, late late '80s, early '90s, was Ron Francis. Oh yeah. I always thought he was one of those gritty guys. He would get in there, get the dirty work goals. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I always appreciated him because I always thought he got overlooked because obviously they had Lemieux and Yager. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not only Lemieux and Yager, but they had um, Paul Coffey, you know, mm-hmm. who was scoring goals on defense. And um, yeah, they, they've always had they've always had some good. Um, supporting characters you know on those teams and they were they were more than just supporting characters they were actually good people uh you know they weren't they weren't the um oh i can't why can't i think of the guy who went from the giants to the browns to the to the rams odell odell yeah these these players weren't the odell beckhams of the world you know Mm -hmm. they they were actually good people that were really into winning games and uh that you don't find that too much, you know, these days. Yeah. Um, so we can get off the sports train here a little bit. Yeah. Um, so let I guess we can dive into this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. And mm-hmm. um, he was obviously found not guilty on all charges. Um, and there's differing opinions on. <laughs> yeah. It's literally divided down the middle, really. Um, I mean, like I said, I wasn't really keeping up with the trial. Um, I didn't follow it every day. I did. I did see the verdict when that mm-hmm. came out. Um, but I remember seeing the actual video of this happening when the riots were happening. Right. And immediately, I said, "Well, if he didn't do that, they were, they were going to beat him to death." Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> and um, and then and then and I just went to trial. I'm just saying, like. He literally, if he literally wouldn't have shot these guys, he would probably be dead. Mm-hmm. So oh, if yeah. that's not the if that's not the definition of self defense, I don't know what is. That's so true. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can question him bringing a gun across the state line and such, and and you would, you know, I can I can understand that statement, especially if you're not a uh, gun supporter. I I I could see where you're coming from. Uh, but even like in the court of law, you know, there are statutes and limitations with that. Like, for example, I carry, you know, mm-hmm. and I have a concealed carry permit. And uh, if I go to another state, um, I always make sure that that gun is allowed in that state. Like, for example, I think Maryland, yep. uh, I technically cannot have a concealed carry uh, in that state, which is our bordering state here in Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, so, but if I'm going to vacation in North Carolina, for example, I know that I can carry there. Uh, I've carried in Kentucky, uh, especially, <laughs> especially when I went to Kentucky um, just not too long ago. Um, I was there in Louisville, Kentucky, the same week and the same day as the uh, Brianna Taylor trial. You right. know. Um, I made sure I had something on me, you know, because there were riots going all around me, you know, and uh, I'm I'm not going to let somebody kill me, <laughs> you know. I'm yeah. going to defend myself, and um, and it, you know, if you have a gun, it's either for you or it's not for you, and if it's not, I get it, but 
but don't come down on people who are doing it legally. Uh, now, yeah. now in Kyle Rittenhouse's case, that was the big question. Should he have carried? Um, and according to the statutes and, and such, um, they were so kind of two-sided. They could have gone either way. It was kind of like that fuzzy down the middle. You could you can interpret it this way, but you can also interpret it another way. And, uh, and because of that, in the court of law, um, that automatically gets interpreted in the favor of the accused, which in this case obviously was Rittenhouse. So even that was dropped. Everybody thought that of all the other things, that that, that gun-carrying thing would have been the one that would have gotten him uh, some mm-hmm. time or, or even some kind of fine or whatever. But, but because of the statutes, that was dropped, and people were up in arms about it. And uh, and I'm like, well, you know what? The law is the law, and uh, and I'm just happy to see that the the law wasn't influenced by the outside world. Meaning, when I say the outside world, I mean <clears throat> media. You know, yeah. Um, so, well, not just media. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, even even our own fearless leader here oh. is uh, throwing Mr. Rittenhouse under the bus. You know? Yeah. I mean. President Biden called him a white supremacist, you know, and he obviously called him a white supremacist very prematurely. And I think from what I understand, he's been backtracking on it uh, a lot. And I and it's not him. It's people in his head, people in his ears, Uh, you know, the view, you know, the show, the view. Uh, they called him a white supremacist, and uh, Mm. and from what I'm understanding, I actually was listening to a lawyer talk on a podcast. Um, you know, yesterday, in fact, and he was like, uh, he's going to have every right in his, in the world to, uh, to sue these people, including president Biden. You for know? defamation. Yeah. For defamation of uh, character and really think about it. This 17 year old, he's not going to be able to go anywhere. No, uh, he's not going to be able to get a job at your whatever, you know, um, not unless he changes his name and goes into a different location, but he is, he's kind of screwed in that way, you know? So he has every right to, to, um, do those lawsuits and, and basically collect enough money for him to live comfortably for the rest of his life without a job because he's not going to get a job. Now, isn't that something when you, you go on trial for something, um, and you end up getting convicted not guilty. So even though you're not guilty, everything should be go back to normal, blah, 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 yeah. whatever. But it doesn't. No. Oh, and my gosh, no. So, like, there should be some sort of retribution or something mm-hmm. for the party that had to go through all this turmoil and whatever just to be found not guilty of the charges. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you know more about that or not. Um, I, I mean, there's there's the opportunity, you know, for for that kind of thing to happen. Uh, but that's got to come down to the uh, the the uh, defendant. It's got to come down to him and his um, team to make that determination. That's what we need to do. And so so like they can seek punitive damages for you know defamation of character mm-hmm. to different people that came after them. Can they actually go back? And like sue the prosecutors and such. Um, not necessarily the prosecutors because it's one of those 
like as a prosecutor, you're you're making a judgment call. Like it's your opinion that this is what's going on. This is why yeah. we're we're prosecuting you. Um, now, if there was something done, like if you know, think about because of that gray area. Uh, that gray area is actually going to benefit the prosecution as well because they're not going to they, they can make the judgment call that hey you know what this is how we interpreted the law mm-hmm. you know and this is why we prosecuted the uh, the defendant and, uh, and this is why you know we did what we did now the outcome okay great you know now our hands are clean we're good to go and uh, now that's done so really unless the prosecution did something dirty and illegal they're not going to be able to be countersued. Yeah. So that's just, I don't know. That's just amazing to me that this guy now, I mean, I don't know. He's what, 18 years old now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, let's just say this is a regular middle-aged man. Like now he just lost all this time at work, you know, was what probably put in jail in the public eye, uh-huh. but all that kind of, you know, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And how are you supposed to just turn around and <laughs> go back to normal? I don't like, know. How, how can you? You can't. I know. I know. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I, something, and, and, you know, you and I were talking business as we were recording, but it, it really is getting to the point where anybody looks at a white middle-aged male and think, huh. They were just given everything. It was easy for them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do anything. You know, they got that job because of who they are, you know, or who they know or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, people just and, automatically assume that you're white, you're middle aged and, and you've come from wealthiness and everything was handed to you just simply based on your color. And I'm tired of hearing that. Um, you know, I've you know, you and I were talking about my past and I'm not going to go into like detail on the podcast, but. Um, you know, my past was anything but white privileged, you right. know, and uh, same could be said about a lot of people. Right. So. Yeah, it's um, it's really a shame um, that, that this is kind of, I think by doing this, and I think you even said this, you know, even, even as far as the Black Lives Matters group, like yeah. um, we're, we're causing the division instead of bringing people together Mm -hmm. by pointing these things out it's causing the division yeah now with all that being said are there issues with race oh my gosh yes a hundred percent and uh and i experienced that on both ends like you know i i'm sure i shared this story about when i went out to colorado um you know and my roommate who was out there with me to help deal with a certain like with riots and such you know he was uh african-american and uh i saw i saw it firsthand um, how how race attacks can be, and I've seen I saw him being treated the way he was simply because of his color. It's not right. It, it's it's ridiculously unfair and stupid, um, mm-hmm. you know. But it's also when we're drawing attention and saying that everywhere in the country is that way. To me, that's really hurting. It's drawing more of a divide because it's not everywhere. You know, Agreed. it's not everyone. Uh, yeah. Do we have pockets of it? Oh, f- my gosh, yes. But we also have pockets of, I know me as a white man, I'm not going to walk into, you know. And, right. um, you know, and that and that actually happened to me before, you know, when I was uh, when I was a bounty hunter, 
Um, I was in Camden, New Jersey in the middle of the night. Um, it was around uh, like one o'clock in the morning. I got pulled over by two black police officers and told me that I can't be here in this town, you know, because of my color. And they were they were nice about it. And I appreciated them for it. But they said, we're going to escort you back to the Walt Whitman Bridge, which takes you to Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. he go, they go, just come back when it's a little more daytime because we don't really need to do all that extra documentation when you get killed, basically, is yeah. what they were saying. <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, it, it happens on every pendulum and, and such. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think, like, I, I, don't, I don't believe Black Lives Matter is in it for the right reasons. Uh, I think they're yeah. more to draw more divide, in my opinion, because it that's what it's that's what's happening. So yeah, I agree. I, I think you know, I think that what they're trying to say is, is a good point, but I think they're going about it all wrong. Yeah, and now and now with this Rittenhouse uh, verdict, now I guess some riots are starting in some other towns, and I think I think my wife said she saw Portland, Oregon started rioting last night. Yeah, why which, not? Why Portland, Oregon? <laughs> Who knows? Well, you know what? Because Portland, Oregon, um, that Oregon and and um, and Washington corridor up there uh, mm-hmm. is a very, very, very woke um, culture up there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of where the woke culture started, in my opinion, like Seattle and places like that. And uh, so it kind of doesn't surprise me. You know, they want to make a name for themselves. And it's like, hey, we're showing that, you know, we're going to stick up for. And and really what they're turning this into is a black versus white thing. When in reality, this Rittenhouse situation wasn't anywhere close to that. Um, You know, the two people that he killed were, I believe, white, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so I don't know why they keep turning this into a white supremacist, meaning that he's obviously you know, uh, for the, the white power or whatever. Right. And, um, uh, when in reality, it really isn't that way at all. Um, yeah. Now in Rittenhouse's cases, you know, are there some issues there, like moral issues of him doing what he did? Uh, you can make the, you can make the judgment call that he was, he shouldn't have been where he was, but right. you know what though? He, he made the judgment call to do what he did because Basically, if you think about it, he made a judgment call to go in and and support what he thought was right. Mm-hmm. While everyone else that was there, they were making the judgment call to support what they thought was right. But yet yeah. Rittenhouse is the one that is looked at as the villain, even though both of both groups have gone in to go in to support what they thought was right. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh-huh. So um, so the verdict's in, and um, in all rea- in all honesty, you know, I think it was the right verdict for this case. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's just really a shame that the only way people think they can get their point across is the way this whole <laughs> thing started is by going in and just destroying other people's businesses that they work so hard to. I know to start like I, I don't get that and yeah when it's not I, right when i was in louisville kentucky i saw it firsthand i was at the i was on the sixth floor of my hotel and i literally could look out and downtown louisville and i'm seeing people riot in the streets and going through the buildings and like just destroying things and i'm like what are you gaining from that 
What are you gaining I, I don't, from that? Yeah, I don't understand how that's making a point of what you're, of of how there's an injustice. Like right. I, I don't, I can't, I can't tie that together. That doesn't make sense to me. No, no. Like, yeah, what what justice did you bring? That's going to make me think like like, for example, like the Louisville, like how am I going to have a different opinion of Brianna Taylor based on what you just did to that storefront? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what it reminds me of, Howie? It reminds me of um, a child getting in trouble. Yeah. And not and thinking they were right for what they did or not thinking they should have got in trouble for it. And then sitting there and pouting and throwing a temper tantrum about it. <laughs> That's what it reminds me. It of. does, yeah. That's a good way to. Uh, um, that's a good analogy. Um, yeah, that, that person's like throwing that temper tantrum, and they're thinking, "Yeah, that's that's me now, um, protesting why I was treated the way I was treated." Okay, well, guess what? Now you drew more attention to your negativity by doing what you right. just did. Yep, exactly, and that's exactly the way I look at it. And, and you know, as I was sitting here, uh, as we were talking about it, and I'm sitting here thinking about it. That's the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, it almost reminds me of like a toddler, like just throwing a temper tantrum because yeah. they didn't get the way they wanted, get what they wanted. Yeah. And as we know, that doesn't usually work out well for kids either when they throw a temper tantrum. No. Now, yes, they'll get attention from it, mm-hmm. but is it the kind of attention they want? Probably not. Yeah. I saw this. I saw this great um, like cartoon ad. It you know like um, kind of like a comic picture. And it, and it showed someone looking through the hole of a fence. And as they're looking through the hole of the fence, all they're seeing is doom and gloom and rain. But then when you peek <laughs> over top of the fence, you're seeing that that rain was coming from a hose that was <clears throat> dripping down over that hole. But over top, everywhere else looked sunny and beautiful. You know, <clears throat> and... Uh, and I almost think that's what the media is really trying to portray. They're so focused on that tiny pocket of violence, that tiny pocket of racism, and they're not focused on everybody around it. They're they're only focused on on like that tunnel vision of doom and gloom, and, and it's to further their gain. And and uh, man. If you look at the ratings of like a CNN or an MSNBC or even Fox News, they're not that high and they're not that high for a reason because people are starting to get to the point where this really isn't real. You know, we can look elsewhere and find – I can go on my phone and find, okay, you know what? I see a lot of things going on in Chicago right now, for example. Well, you know what? I'll just go on my phone and find my friend in Chicago and see how she's doing. Oh, wow. Things seem like they're pretty good there in Chicago, you know. So I think people are starting to get to the point where, you know what, media isn't giving us the answers we need to get. No, they're definitely, so, like you said, they're definitely kind of just picking out the stuff that they want. Um, yeah. You know, usually the negative stuff. And, yeah, it, you said their ratings are down. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people just get to the point where they're like, if I want to find something out that's on the news, I'll look it up myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. I'm not going to sit there and watch TV and just get blasted with negativity this whole program, you know? <laughs> no, I know. So, um, all right. So, um, I guess we'll take a break here, Howie, and then we'll come back and, uh, okay. talk about some birthdays and some important dates in history. Sounds so. like a plan. Uh, so yeah, we will be right back after this quick message. Happy birthday. 
I'll be birthday. Oh, yes, it's your day. I hope that it's okay. Though it may sound cliche, make good things come your way. So have a happy, 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 happy day. <laughs> oh, my. And then we got this. How many of you guys recognize this song? I think it was, like, nine years ago, maybe? Uh, yeah, that's a good... I don't know, that's a good question. I don't know when this came out, but, um... Boy, it got played a lot, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it did. Oh, yeah, it did. I wasn't looking for this, but now you're in my way. So, uh... Your stare was holding, red chain skin was showing. Happy little teen, really. It is, I like it. <laughs> None other than Carly Rae Jepsen. Yep, turning 36 years old today. Wow. Happy birthday to Carly Rae Jepsen and, and that big hit she had, Call Me Maybe. Um, some other people, uh, you know, that had birthdays today. We have uh, Troy Aikman. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll be turning 55. Um, Michael Strahan will be turning 50. Wow. Uh, the, the, Belly, the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, will be 38 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the late, great Stan Musial. Uh, who died at the age of ninety three? Well, you gotta you gotta so, uh, give a little explanation on the Bella Twins because I didn't know who they were when you mentioned them. Okay, well, yeah, I mean they're from uh, WWE fame. Um, they had a, their own show on E. Um, I think it was called Totally Bella. I think something like that. Yeah, you're acting um, like you don't remember. You were probably I, the I biggest fan. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I did enjoy the show, but I really I can't remember what the show was called. I think it was Totally Bella. Okay. Um, but it, it's cool because it gives a background of, um, you know, both at the time were with wrestlers. One was married to one, one was dating one. Sure. So Nikki was dating John Cena and, uh, Bree was married to, um, who was then known as Daniel Bryan, real name, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think they have two children together now. Um, so um, Nikki just had a baby. She actually, when when she when her and John Cena had broken up, she uh, got with the the one famous dancer from Dancing with the Stars. I think his name was Artem. Okay, does that sound right? Um, um, I didn't watch. The only time I watched Dancing with the Stars was when Heinz uh, Ward was on it. <laughs> okay, but I'm pretty sure um, I'm pretty sure that's his name, Artem. And, I, okay. and they have a little they have they have a child together. So yeah, that's that's the Bella Twins um, celebrating birthday number thirty-eight today. Wow! Um, as I was saying about Stan Musial, um, he just passed away in twenty thirteen, not that long ago. Um, Stan like said, Musial, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So he was born in nineteen twenty. So this would be his hundred and first birthday if he were still okay. living. Okay. So, oh my gosh! Now, yeah, pretty my, uh, my friend uh, actually has a Stan Musial baseball card. And wow. yeah, and uh, I'll have to see if he still has that. I'm sure he does. Uh, he should. That's look, incredible. Yeah, he should look into selling it. So let's see. If he was born in 1920, I don't know. I'm guessing kids back then were probably starting to play ball around 18 to 20, somewhere around there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that would have been the 1940 range. Yeah, so. it's an old card. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it is a 1940 something. Um, I don't know why I want to think it's a cigar card. Oh wow! Yeah. That's, that's right. They used to be in tobacco packs yeah. or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So funny to think how uh, you know they were geared more <laughs> towards adults back then. But then 
you know, know, as you got into the seventies and such, you'd get this hard stick of bubble gum that, <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. Well, they used to put them back in the day. Like, uh, for example, a lot of, uh, Jackie Robinson's rookie cards came mm-hmm. from, uh, bread packs of bread, loaves of bread. Really? Yeah. So a lot of those cards are hard to find in mint condition because obviously, you know, in that loaf of bread, it moves around a lot from shipments and such. So if you find a um, if you find a Jackie Robinson card that is in mint condition, you got a gold mine there. Yeah, that's 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 something I didn't know that. Yeah. Not only that, but like the moisture and whatever oh, from I the know. bread that's in there, you know, like that can't be good for the card either. And I if it survived it that, then you got to also think about the kids who are attaching it to their bicycles to make it sound. Oh my gosh! You know, that was a big thing. <laughs> that was a real big. Thing. Uh, I wonder how I wonder how many cards that are worth hundreds of dollars now got run through bicycle spokes. <laughs> hundreds of dollars. You're, I mean, you're looking at a, a Mickey Mantle rookie card that that fetches close to a hundred grand. You know, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there are some cards out there that are worth. I mean, look at the uh, Honus Wagner card, uh, yeah, the tobacco card. That's worth millions. I mean, I think that last sold for three million dollars. Isn't isn't there like less than ten of them or something like something that? like that? And I think yeah. Wayne Gretzky is one of the owners. I think I heard that before yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, one more uh, celebrity birthday here. We want to get to here and. Uh, the sweetest swing in baseball, Howie, oh, I'm telling you. He is, and here's yeah, here's kind of a, a glimpse to that. Let's see if Amaral's going here with nobody down. Nope. Mm. And that ball is belted! That may be in the upper deck! Fly away, way over the hard <laughs> rock to fame! My, oh my, what a shot by Junior! The Mariners get three more, and you can hear the buzz here at the Sky Dome. A mammoth home run by Ken Even the visiting crowd was like, ooh, wow. Yeah. The but, guy was a spectacle. He, yeah. was a, he was a great fielder. He really uh, was. Such a smooth swing, a great smile. Um, yeah. Just, there's a reason they called him the kid. Like, he just, you know, obviously his dad, Ken Griffey mm-hmm. Sr., um, and you know, there's uh, they did get to play a couple of games together. They did with mistaken. the Reds, and if I'm oh, and mistaken, also they... with the Mariners. Oh, really? I think so. I could. I think when Ken, uh, when Junior came in, I think Dad was on the Mariners. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but and, but and I also mistaken, didn't they hit back to back? Also, uh, didn't they hit back to back home runs? That's very possible. That's very possible. I don't remember though. Yeah, because Dad wasn't a slouch either in the baseball right. world. Um, obviously, a lot older than uh, Junior, but uh, but yeah, his dad wasn't a slouch, and uh, I thought it was really cool. I actually got to watch Ken Griffey play live. And, oh, nice! Uh, yeah, in fact, I was uh, when I went to uh, the opening day, the first ever game of PNC Park. It was against the Reds, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, and I got to watch Ken Griffey play for a couple of days there. And he ended up hitting a home run in one of those games, and uh, yeah, you can't. Ju- I mean, you can't watch. The ball just launched off his bat, man. Yeah, it did. It did, and he had that. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain if you're not into baseball, but he had that uppercut, a natural like, uppercut. Yeah, yeah, it was just a natural uppercut swing that, uh, and it and what it does, it, it actually makes the ball spin towards the outfield, 
And, uh, and it literally, that's why you see it projecting as quickly as it does. Um, we had somebody in high school on my high school team that, that hit the ball that way. And it was mm-hmm. just fun to watch it because the way the ball spun, it, it just, it just like traveled forever. That's what it felt like wow. anyway. Do you remember his show he put on when Camden Yards had the All-Star game and he was oh. hitting that freaking warehouse out in right field? Yeah, and I got to see him at Camden Yards too during batting practice, by the way. Um, wow. I went out there, uh, shoot, it was like a couple weeks before Cal Ripken broke the record. And okay. um, and I was watching him at batting practice. It was me and a couple of uh, friends that went out there. And he was literally, yeah, he was bouncing them off the warehouse even then. Uh, yeah. Just a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to see it's him incredible. play and out there at Camden. I also got to see uh, Mark McGuire hit the ball out there at Camden. Wow. Um, yeah, in fact, that was the game where Mark McGu- Mark McGuire and his brother, I think, I think his brother was playing. Or no, wait, was it Conseco? I think it might have been Conseco now that I think about it. Okay. Um, they they both hit like. Well, they were Bash Brothers. Yeah, they were. They were. They they put on a show <laughs> that game too. So. Um, yeah, what a sweet swing that guy had. And, uh, oh. you know, I, I kind of still think he might have had a little bit more left in the tank had he not had that uh, that ACL injury that yeah. year. Um, was that when he went to the Reds? Is that when that happened? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And that, that was a shame because um, I still think he had something left in the tank. And mm-hmm. it, that definitely slowed him down a little bit after that. Yep, for sure. That's for sure. Well, we'd introduce or reintroduce Brandon uh, Davis here. Yeah. Uh, his great song, Step by Step, about uh, you know, his stepchildren that um, that he met through his wife. And I have a similar situation. And uh, you know, my stepson, Kevin, he's turning 20 today, so this is his birthday as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think I came into his life about the age of four. Oh, really? Somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. So you've been so, you've been with him for much of his life as well, huh? Correct. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So I know the sentiments of the song that Brandon wrote there. It's um, you know, it's it as I said when we talked about having him on the show, like it's just you don't really kind of know what to expect going into that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, when when you meet a woman and and she has a child, like it just. It, it all kind of just comes together. Like it's, it's just really strange. It almost feels like it's a piece of her. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, well, yeah, it's, um, it is. It, I mean, it, well, yeah, it is technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I um, mean, yep. Anything that's part of her life is now part of your life. So, um, yeah, but, um, Hey, Brandon's doing great job speaking to him real quick. Um, yeah. as I was telling you, you know, my, my other gig, you know, I'm just sitting there in a, in, a, in a customer's house, and I'm waiting on my equipment to do what it needs to do. And as I'm sitting there waiting on the equipment, I hear the customer in the background scrolling through, I don't know <laughs> if it was TikTok or Facebook or whatever it was, but all of a sudden I hear her click on Brandon Davis's stuff, and it's all just popping up behind me, and I'm just thinking, like, just crazy. Like, I'm just sitting in this middle of, middle of town, downtown Lebanon, you know, way far away from where he is you know and and he's hitting these audiences and it's just incredible it is um this guy's gonna i'm telling you this guy's destined for stardom he really is he really is and i think he's going about it the right way he's he's definitely got that humble approach um but 
But he doesn't. I just saw he shot him. He just shot a music video in Hawaii. Oh, did he on really? USS, on the USS Missouri. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So. Well, good for him. Congratulations to Brandon Davis. And uh, yeah, I'm happy for him. And uh, and by the way, you guys can catch uh, his interview with us not only on our podcast channel but also on our YouTube channel. Uh, look him up on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie on YouTube. And uh, you can actually uh, check out our interview with Brandon Davis. Um, yes. If you want to see him do. in person. Please leave some feedback. Make sure you uh, subscribe and follow us there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that just reminds me how I guess we're going to have to change the open now and get that added on there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything on there about YouTube, so I'll have to do another open. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, great show today. Um, but there was one more thing we did want to mention here real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, pretty big deal. And mm-hmm. still going to this day, the franchise. And, oh, by um, the way, before you go to that, um, what is your stepson's name? Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know if I heard you I say thought that. I mentioned it. I thought I mentioned okay. it. Maybe I didn't. But <laughs> And how old is he now? Yeah, he's 20. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yep. We're getting old, Troy. We're getting we old. are. So, but yeah, go ahead. What is that next? I was thing? just going to say this. This, uh, you know, this next clip that you're going to hear here is just a phenomenal movie, and it premiered in New York on this day and um, won 1977's Best Picture. Yeah. So, so if Howie? even if you've never watched it, I'd be curious if you even knew what it was. I'm, I'd be guessing you do once you hear the theme song. Let's hear it. Sylvester Stallone's yes. 1976 wow. premiere in New York on this day and uh, won 1977's Best Picture, as I said earlier. And um, I, I don't know the whole story behind this. I know he wrote this movie, and I know um, some people had offered to buy it from him and um, and put it out there, but they didn't want him to star in it. Yeah. And so he said no. He said, I, I'll, I'll just keep it myself, and I'm going to star in this, and I'm going to do it. And, um, I mean, Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky 5. Um, <laughs> there was a, what was, there was a one called, I think, just another one just called Rocky towards the end. Um, yeah, there was another one that was uh, also about, um, oh, about, Creed. Yeah, Creed, Apollo. Yeah, which, yeah, it still went on, so then there's Creed 1, Creed 2, and I think if Creed 3 isn't out, I think it's in the process of being made, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what, what was your favorite in that Rocky? Rocky Four series? by far. Same here. Same yeah, here. by far. Yeah, yeah when he battled and, uh, the Russian in it, and you know, it kind of it made you feel good to be an American when you watch that movie. You know, yeah. And, and even at the end, the, the Russian crowd was cheering for him. Yeah. And and Rocky's message at the end of that was like, "Why are we fighting? Like, <laughs> let's just all come together and love each other." Yeah. Like, and and it's just you know. We could take a lot from that today, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. It ties in perfectly what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Yes. And um, and I don't know if you know this, Howie. Creed Two, um, and I think I told you this actually, is um, Rocky is training Apollo Creed's son. Yes. And Creed Two, he actually fights Ivan Drago's son. Oh wow! So, <laughs> of course. So, yeah. Of so course. So it's really cool. Really cool. That is really cool. Um, Wow. So yeah, 
what a great series, uh, great movie, all of, the whole thing. I mean, it just, you know, and I think I think you and I mentioned this before too with him. There's not too many people that basically made their whole careers off of um, two movie series, like Rambo, he's, he's almost, Rocky. Yeah, he's he's almost as well known as Rocky as he is with, with, with vice versa with Rambo. Yeah, like, you know, people people associate him with one of those two characters usually. Uh-huh. And there's not many people that can do that. Like usually they yeah. get known for one movie and that's like, you think of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you think of, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. Terminator, Terminator. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's usually what you think of right at him with Terminator, you know, yeah. but with, 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 with Stallone, you'd probably get some Rockies. You'd probably get some Rambos. I think you'd probably get more Rockies. I would say more, yeah, definitely Rocky. Like if if I see him coming down the streets of Philadelphia, walking down the sidewalk, I'm obviously thinking Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy even has a statue in Philadelphia. Yeah, for him. I know, I know. But he's not even from Philly, though, right? He's not from Philly, uh, but he wanted to make the movie in Philly. I I can't remember where he's from. I want to he's, say he's, he's from almost got to be in New York. Yeah, I he's think almost got to be with that accent. Yeah. Um, also, too, um, with him. I actually got to see the mansion that they made the movie, like when he made it big as Rocky and such. Okay. And he yeah. lived in that mansion. The mansion still today is in Philadelphia and, uh, and somebody lives in it. You know, it's just a regular really? house right now. Yeah. Not a regular house, a regular mansion. Right. <laughs> but so it says, it says he was uh, born in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Oh, so, okay. I didn't know that was actually the name of a town. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell's okay. Kitchen. Um, it's a it's a rough, obviously, town based on the name alone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you in know, but you know, Sylvester Stallone's mom was an actress too. Uh, I did, and she was also um, a singer, if I'm not mistaken. She was. Um, she was. Yeah. And Jackie Stallone. Yeah, Jackie Stallone. I always watched Happy Days as a kid growing up and such, and she actually made um, a reappearing appearance on the Happy Days show. She ended up playing uh, Chachi's mom, oh. and uh, and also uh, she got married to uh, Al from the the owner of the restaurant in that show. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, um, she, I just, I just looked her up as we were talking, and she just died September twenty first of last year. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know it was recent. Yeah, yeah. So I think she was big cool. into the psychic medium thing too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. You know what? I think I do remember hearing that actually. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think I would right. see like TV commercials with her doing that. Yep. Her so. and Dion Warwick. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, Good oh, times. hey, and one more thing. Tie this in too, because of talking about the Bell Twins earlier. She was actually a wrestling promoter too. How about that? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, hmm. uh, I wonder when that was. Does it say when? Uh, I don't see that listed here. No, okay. I do not. Interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I did actually remember hearing that, um, Okay, that, that she was involved in wrestling. Wow. Yeah. So, so I guess we, uh, we'll wrap things up today. Yeah. And, uh, we have know, said please. a lot. And, oh, by the way, uh, I talked to, uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Burrell. Yes. And uh, he is uh, willing and able to appear on our show and uh, talk about his uh, little venture that he's doing, and uh, and probably we'll we'll probably get uh, caught up a little bit in our 
our history together as far as how we know each other and all that good stuff and who we've yeah. run into and who we've dealt with. <laughs> so that would uh, be great. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, he'll be an interesting interview. I think we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with him. Absolutely. So, so Howie, I guess, uh, this concludes another broadcast day. <laughs> <laughs> another broadcast day here from, well, from uh, Garmin and White Studios. <laughs> uh, hey, I like it. Yeah, there we go. We'll have to you get a sign in the background, up. right? There we go. Yep. All right. So with that being said, folks, uh, thanks again for listening. Hey, our ratings went up this week, uh, and uh, they're they're continuing to slowly climb. And uh, and I think you had mentioned it not on the uh, podcast, but also uh, we're getting a ton more views on our Facebook. A lot of more, uh, a lot more people are joining our Facebook page. So keep it coming guys. Agreed. Yes. Keep it coming. Please do. Somewhere. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we want to, we want to be able to buy that Rocky mansion one day. So <laughs> I'd like to, <laughs> yeah, right. There we go. All right guys. <laughs> so until uh, next week, uh, and, uh, we'll be doing a little bit of an earlier football show, by the way, um, coming up because of obviously Thanksgiving and all the games going on there. So we'll probably record a day early and I would uh, imagine. Yep. And then uh, we'll kind of go from there. So until next week, stay tuned. Oops. I was going to play the Rocky theme out. There we go. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.